And now it's time we take a deep dive into the world of soccer with the man responsible for such flashes of brilliance as 39 was last year and he could barely like right. throw a ball out of a barnside. Um. It's time for Derek Izumaki's foot in mouth. Yo, what's good, party people? Welcome back to another edition of the Foot and Mouth Podcast. I am your host, Derek Isamaki, bringing you the most important information in the world of football. Why is it the most important information? Because the information I'm giving you, and whatever I say, is obviously the most important information you need to know about, so you're welcome. For all you listeners out there who are using this knowledge to spout off to all your friends who don't know anything about football and you seem like the genius out there. Now, I'm no football genius, but to someone who doesn't know anything about football, I'm a genius. And you, too, can be that with someone who doesn't know anything about football. If you do meet someone who does know something about football, they might think you're just dumb and idiotic because you listen to somebody like me. But to everybody, every other fool out there, you're welcome. This is Thursday, March 18th. The Europa League just did just wrap up the second legs, getting it down to this is the end of the round of 16, so we're getting into the quarterfinal stages. But before we get into the Europa League, I, the Europa League is nice. It's I always kind of feel it's obviously a European trophy, but it's second tier. It's the obviously second tier. It's for the teams that don't make it to the Champions League. So that being said, I can't start with the Europa League when the Champions League, it too, entered its quarter quarterfinal stage. So the Champions League wrapped up yesterday on Wednesday with a, I want to say, electric Chelsea Atletico Madrid game. It was in some way. It had its moments. But the way Chelsea plays at times is bleh, boring. And the way that Atletico Madrid can play, bleh. As well, not say bleh, just boring. It's not the most exciting field to play, but they did have their moments. Some great moments on either side. Atletico Madrid had some chances, but Chelsea had the better of them. Obviously, with that being said, they won 2-0, advancing into the quarterfinal stage of the Champions League. So, obviously, what's going on for here, it's gravy for Chelsea. They love it. They need it. They need the money right now. They spent all of it away this past offseason, and they're trying to go after more. With the likes of Holland, Messi... Mbappe possibly being out there. Big names, big money, and Chelsea needs it. Over on the other side, Bayern Munich took down Lazio with ease, as always. I mean, whoever Bayern Munich faces, I always feel it doesn't matter until it's like the final of an, or something, and then they lose. Well, actually, they win. They lose and win. They've, they've won a number, but they've also lost a number of finals, too. Some heartbreaking ones. Thinking of Chelsea. Didier Drogba with that amazing header. And then Manchester United with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. We'll talk about him a little bit later. But Bayern, they move on. They go marching into the quarterfinals as they usually do with a goal from Lewandowski and Eric Maxim Chopin. I feel like whenever he scores against your team, it's never a good sign. They're bringing him on for reasons that are trying to save the people that matter to them. And he puts one in the back of the net. Nothing against Eric. Quality striker. But again, he's your backup for Lewandowski. Lazio, 
Sorry. Time is up. Time is up. You're gone. On Tuesday, we had Man City taking down Borussia 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 Mönchengladbach. Say that five times fast. If you're German, you probably can. And if you're not me, you probably can too. Wow. I just got to say, Golazzo of the week for me has got to go to De Bruyne with that spectacular outside the box kick that was just thundered into the corner. Ah, God, De Bruyne. Oh, my kitty. If you know anything about me, you know I love that man. I have a man crush on him. He's just not in his football side. He's not very pretty to look at, I will say. Unfortunately, that ginger just, he's not the right type of ginger for me. I do love me, my gingers, my redheads. Oof, you love me. He's just not one of them. He's just not the one, not fitting my style. Sorry, KDB. Um, you're too translucent for me. Too translucent. Need someone with a little bit more flair in there. But your flair is out on the pitch where I want it to be because you're spectacular to watch and I get, you know, a man crush on you that way. And Real Madrid goes marching on two over Atalanta with a 3 1 victory. Sergio Ramos gets another goal, a penalty. He is their forever penalty taker. Great at p- taking penalties. Probably the best defender to ever take penalties, you know, no doubt. And a Kareem Benzema goal as well, along with Marco Asensio, round out the three goals for Real Madrid, along with a wonder free kick strike from Luis Morial from, from Atlanta. Cannot deny that being a Galazzo possibility right there. My goodness, it was spicy. Delicioso from Muriel. But Real Madrid, Los Blancos. Continue on. And as we mentioned last week, PSG, Liverpool, Porto, and Borussia Dortmund have all moved on as well. So the quarterfinals, we're going to have some good times. Good matchups possibility. They will be announced tomorrow. I did want to do this tomorrow, but uh, my boy, uh, Juro, if you listen to our pod, he's the one who does all the the dirty work, all the the back end stuff, all the editing. And he's going on vacation. I don't want to put this on him tomorrow when he's on vacation uh, celebrating uh, uh, some birthdays out there. Shouts to you, Steph. I'll give you some birthday love, uh, even though I hate the birthdays. But I don't want to do that to him. So I was like, I got to put it out before I can actually know who the matchups are going to be. But there's going to be great matchups. Either way around, I, no one's losing on this matchups with Bayern Munich, Chelsea, Man City, Real Madrid, Borussia Dortmund, Porto, PSG, and Liverpool. Ooh. I mean, everyone's chopping at the bits for Porto, but the way they did Juventus, don't be chopping that hard, y'all. Uh, there's still a lot of work to do. And the way that Bruce Dortmund has Holland in there, oh, Holland! He is a stud, and he is a stud worthy of commemorating. I need to commemorate him a little bit right now with some legitimate stats for you. Now, if you're wondering why do I bring up Holland, Erling Brock Holland, the Norwegian wonder kid from Bruce Dortmund, from, he's from Norway playing for Bruce Dortmund, why talk him up so much? The dude lives in the back of the net. The dude played just 14 games in the Champions League right now, just 14 games, and the dude's only 20. The most serious competition in all of Europe, in all of football, minus the World Cup. 14 games, 20 goals, 20 fucking goals. Holy fucking shit. The fact that he puts a goal at that quick of a rate is uh, it's spectacular. It's, it, it makes me want to just keel over and die because nothing can ever be that done. He's broken the record for being the youngest and the fastest to ever do it. Obviously, 20 goals, 14 games. That's unreal, unreal in this type of in this competition in particular. Now, the other name I love, Mbappe, Mbappe. Oh, my goodness, Mbappe. You may wear his stats out right now. Mbappe, 42 matches for him, 25 goals. Now, Mbappe does have something to his name as well, 17 assists to go along with those 25 goals. 20 goals, only three assists for Holland. So Mbappe, a little bit more of an all-around player. Holland, just the dude, that central striker that puts the ball. He's, oh, my goodness, he is going to be the future number nine. Um, that everyone's going to be rocking about. Right now, it's Lewandowski. He still holds that title, and he should hold that title. Uh, he 
put a hat trick on himself when they played in Glasgow last week, last weekend. But we're talking Highland. We're talking Mbappe. The stars of the the, the future, the future of football. These two guys. Um, Put your coattails on either one of them. You're going to have a great time. Uh, If you were thinking, everyone, that all you true fans have been for a while scared about losing Ronaldo and Messi, don't worry. We got these two guys to back it up, and it is going to be phenomenal the way these guys are playing and the way teams are shaping up. Ooh, it's going to be exciting, y'all. Exciting. And it looks like Borussia Dortmund is expecting at least 150 million euros for the cat uh, for Holland this coming uh, off season. Uh, and pretty much it's going to be who's going to, the bidding war is going to commence from there. Uh, I, you know, the way the talented this, this kid is and the teams that might be going after him. Oh, this could be a $200 million dude. This could be another $200 million contract easily, easily. And he's actually probably worth it more so than ever Neymar was. He's actually, I feel like he's more worth a $200 million point than Neymar is just because of what his potential could be is, oh my, and he, what he's putting out there, <sighs> spectacular. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, Mbappe as well would be someone that'd be, I mean, obviously still under contract right now, has not signed an extension with Real, uh, with PSG yet. This offseason is going to be interesting to see how the thing is going about because Mbappe, they got to get something for him. If they get, if they cannot resign him, they have to sell him. They just have to. You cannot let that type of money walk off on you. And it seems that Messi, the man we've all been talking about, said this is probably going to be your last time in Barcelona. Played his last Champions League with Barcelona over over PSG last week. Not so much. Not so much. Juan Laporte, the new president of. Barcelona made a compelling speech to Messi this past weekend, a very compelling speech to the man, uh, uh, pretty much begging him to stay, saying you cannot leave. The, uh, Barcelona needs you. You are everything to Barcelona. Pretty much bowing down and giving, saying, here, here's our balls on a platter, Messi. Do with them as you please. Um, so Barcelona is, is tied to Messi. They want him to stay so bad. Obviously, he's, he's the best talent. The, the best talent out there. Uh, if you're going to say Ronaldo or Messi, you can't go wrong saying either one. You really cannot. There is an easy argument for either one of those guys. Uh, for me, though, I, Messi is just, it's something uh, otherworldly what he can do with his feet, how quick he is. Um, but that's what happens when you get fed whom you go with hormones at such a young age. But, you know, that's another topic for you right there. Either way, it might not, you never know. Barcelona may be pulling all the stops. They always do a little dog and pony show, dog and ponytail, um, and love, love to draw things out and they're going to find the money somehow. You know, they always do. The money comes out of there. The cracks right there. You know, it just takes a little snip. And next thing you know, money. And when I say sniffs, I mean, pun intended there fully. If you know what I mean, if you know what I mean, you know what I mean? So Messi, maybe not leaving Barcelona. You, you never know what these things, especially with Messi and the way that he, he has been such a fantastic guy for that team, a very quiet, reserved superstar. So you never know what's going on with that guy's head. And the thing is, too, when he was when the Porte was saying all of this to Messi, you could tell underneath his mask he was smiling from ear to ear. That's how big his grin was. You saw it in his eyes how happy he was to hear this. And this might be what Messi has been missing. He did not have felt he didn't have the support from his last board, his last president. That's why they're all gone, and one of them's in jail right now. And Messi's feeling it now. He's like maybe feeling the love. Like fine, this is the Barcelona that's sucking my dick. You all should be sucking my dicks. So Y'all should be bowing down and doing everything I possibly can because I'm fucking Messi. So maybe this is the chance for Messi to, to really have the an input or at least to say in what's going on in the club or, or at least felt loved, truly loved, unless he maybe for what he should be doing, how he should be loved all the time. And maybe he was, wasn't feeling that with the last board, last ownership. So don't count your chickens just yet, Man City, PSG. You might not, Messi might not be leaving. 
That being said, Holland's price just went up. <sighs> Moving on from the Champions League to its little brother, the Europa League. Again, a quality league that if your team wins it, it means you're gaining access to the Champions League next season. So you want to win this this league. It's a very it still has a prestigious title behind it. There's still money behind it, and it gives you access into the Champions League. It's still a title worthy of having. If you're in it, you might as well win it, right? Well, Tottenham doesn't know anything about that right now. They don't know anything about winning titles. I don't want to say anything about, nothing about winning titles. They haven't won a title since 2008 when they last won the League Cup, but they haven't won the actual league title since the 60s, I want to say. And they haven't won anything. They were in the Champions League not too long ago and lost to Liverpool three years ago, I want to say. That's right, three, three or two years ago. Three years ago. So, and once again, they're out. They are out. Jose Mourinho, the forever talking, I love him and I hate him. I love the fact of how much of a prima donna he is. He truly has embraced his role as a manager for a club, and he's the best one out there to interview. I feel if any reporter out there has a chance to have Jose Mourinho in front of one of your mics, you should just be licking your chops because he's going to give you something delicious. And that's what he did. Over before the game had started, he did mention how the team he was playing, Dynamo Zagnog, uh, uh, it's a Russian premier team. And Dynamo Zagreb versus Tottenham. He did say they had some good players. He didn't want to call him out in particular because he thought that his words of praise would be too much for their agents to take on to and they would try to sell them off and blah, 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 blah. He just feels that whatever he says is just hot, hot fire and everyone should bow down before him, even though it's kind of time has passed. And it's showing case right now as Dynamo Zagreb defeated Tottenham 3-0. 3-0 they lost to them. Miroslav Orsic, who had himself a field day scoring a hat trick to send Dynamo into the next round of the Europa League. Now, the great thing is Tottenham had a 2-0 aggregate league going into this game. So all you need to do is get one goal, and you're pretty much set. You're good. You got your away goal. You got two goals. You're set. You're good. Nope. Tottenham does what Tottenham does and just falls just short. They get into overtime as Miroslav Orosic gets... The tying goal at the 83rd minute. And then at the 106th minute, in the second half of the stoppage of extra time, he gets his third. His hat trick was completed. <sighs> Tottenham, you had your chances. Harry Kane had an, a, a chance at getting a header at the last minutes. The stoppage time and extra time, it was nearly there. It could have happened. But nope, not to be. So once again, North London is red. Why? Because Arsenal has found their way past Olympiacos. They scored. They lost one to nothing, but with that loss, they still had an aggregate 3-1 lead going in there. So Olympiacos had to get at least a minimum of two to at least send it in extra time, but that was not the case. Arsenal wins. They're on. Now the big one, the one that drew my attention. Milan, Man United. A chance for Man United to secure at least some type of legitimate hardware for them. A chance for Ole to solidify his place as manager. A big game against AC Milan that was getting some of their guys back. Zlatan! He was back. Just on the bench, though, but did come in as a sub. Kahangalu, the Turkish wonder kid, that left foot. He was starting for them. He was back. So this was an AC Milan that was putting up a fight. Now, I have a new probably favorite 
player out there, Frank Cassie from uh, AC Milan, an Ivory Coast player that is just a fantastic midfielder. I love the guy, the way he plays. The man is just a workhorse that goes out there from box to box. He's taking the ball, stopping it on one end, bring it down the other, and he's going to put a shot up there. He will. The essence of a Yaya Torre to me. Very similar, and obviously Ivory Coast connection right there. Easy to make that, that connection for me, but Yaya Torre being one of my favorite midfielders ever. It was fantastic to see Cassie and how he's, you know, he's Maybe not the best in the talent, but you can see the effort. He is there. He is always striving for. He has a motor that just is nonstop. And I love midfielders like that. They take on that role of knowing they're the engine for that team. And if they want, if they want to succeed, he knows that he has to be running all the time, all the time. So when you see him out there doing that and actually put it in the work, it's fantastic to see. Now, the reason why I bring him up is because he was credited as saying, in Africa, there are people who will walk 20 miles every morning just for a piece of bread. I'm not afraid of running a lot. Sometimes my teammates ask, how do you do it? I reply, it's natural for me. I'm earning way too much money to not sweat on the pitch. So Frank, Cassie, you're my man. I love you. Keep earning that money, brother. You're earning it. Hardly. Well, <laughs> Not hardly. You're earning it, for sure. Unfortunately, AC Milan, it wasn't enough for you guys. Pogba! Paul Pogs! Pogs got himself a goal, giving himself, giving Man United a vital away goal. AC Milan tried at the hardest to get one, getting in Zlatan in the second, bringing Zlatan in the second half to see if he could somehow muster up his Zlatan-esque-ness and put a ball in the back of the net. He almost had a chance with the head, which, but it wasn't there. It wasn't meant to be. So Zlatan is out, but for all you Zlatan fans out there, myself really talking to, he's back though. He is back for Sweden. He is back on the international squad. If we have a World Cup with Zlatan in it, it's always better in my book. That's probably words by Zlatan. I think pretty sure he did say something very similar to that, but I also say it too. Every Zlatan, that World Cup that Zlatan in, better World Cup we're going to be watching. No doubt about it. So Zlatan, back with Sweden on the international campaign. Fantastic to see. Now, there is one other team I did want to highlight on here before I do wrap up this show. The Rangers over in the Scottish Premier League. That wasn't a Scottish action. That was terrible. I don't know. I won't ever try to do it again. I can't do a Scottish action. It's I'll never do it again. I apologize. They had themselves a chance. Their team that has been on a fantastic run this season. They're undefeated in the Scottish Premier League undefeated and have already wrapped up that title. I've already, they already have their hardware. They've already earned that title, but they had a chance to solidify their chance. They had a chance to solidify their place in the champions league. If they won this Europa league. Now they went up against the Slavia Prague. That was a tough team out there for them. They, they had tied them on the first leg one, one away. Now, Rangers at home, you think this might be a chance for them to get into the quarterfinals, be an even spectacular, more spectacular year for them, winning after a, I want to say, 11-year drought for the Rangers. They're finally winning the Scottish Premier League, and they're getting themselves into the quarterfinals of the Europa League. Fantastic season. Well, it's all the dreams don't always come true. It's cut short. The Slavia Prague came out with a 2-0 victory over the Rangers at home, knocking them out of the competition. But the Rangers still do have in hand, knowing that they have already won their table, that they have already won their league. They have, they're near finishing it undefeated at 28 wins and four draws. 
But the real reason I'm bringing this up is because you all have a chance this coming Sunday to witness one of a lot of people say one of the best rivalries in football. Not the El Clasico, not the Classicer. Bigger than Yankees versus Red Sox, Dodgers versus Giants. It's Rangers versus Celtic. Catholics versus Protestants. You bring religion involved? Oh my goodness, people come. They love that. We love the, oh man, bringing religious beliefs into it versus each other. Ooh, we're getting for a snapping good time, y'all. And that's what you're going to get this Sunday. 5 a.m., wake up early, y'all. ESPN Plus, it's going to be worth it. Trust me. Celtic has a chance to make sure that Rangers have it cannot finish this league without a loss. Oh, and it's at Celtic too. It is going to be a rocking house in there. They're going to be torching. They might literally start torching the Rangers. It's going to be fantastic football, y'all. So glue your eyes to your TV, 5 a.m. if you can. Wake up early. I'm telling you, it's going to be worth it. It really, truly will be. It is a, a rivalry that, like I said, spans centuries. Centuries. I mean, again, you bring in, anytime you bring in religion to the fact, it's always going to be a little bit spicier. And you have a man like Stephen G, Liverpool's boy, leading his, his men. It's going to be a great time. So tune in, y'all. The old firm. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I was calling the old firm. Celtic and Rangers. It's going to be a good one, y'all. It's going to be a good one. Now, I'm going to wrap up this foot and mouth episode with one, one more spicy story for you guys that I saw that needed your guys' attention. Now, I usually like to end these shows with a little soccer sex scandal of the week. But I'm going to end it up a little bit different right now because there was a not so much a scandal, but just a... Just sex. Sex in general from my boy Mario Icardi. Mario Icardi, is, he loves sex. He truly does. And he loves sex with his wife in particular, which is good. That's better. I feel like loving sex with your wife, if you are married, is the, that's great relationship advice right there. Try to love having sex with your wife. Because if you love having sex with her, you're not going to have sex with everybody else. Or you might limit that number. And that's always better, I feel. For a happy relationship, the less in, the better, I feel. But who am I to, to speak? I am not in a relationship at all. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But his, his stunning wife, she truly is. Apparently, he and his wife, Wanda Nara, have sex 12 times a day. 12! How? My dick just fell off thinking about that. 12 times? We, I mean, she's hot. Don't get me wrong. But my goodness, like even on my like proudest days, I feel like four, five, maybe six. I have six. I have six. That's I think six is probably my proudest moment right there. That's half that. Now it was good. Now, he does say he doesn't have sex if they lose because he doesn't deserve to have it. But apparently, she gives him a blowjob every night, no matter what. So, no sex, but blowjobs. I, yeah, I guess oral sex is not technically... It's still a sex act, right? But it's not, I guess, actually sex. You're just getting a blowjob. You're not doing anything. You get a blow, so, no matter what, getting a blowjob. Um, but he does have sex if they win. So, you know, got to celebrate properly. Luckily for PSG, they don't lose that much. So, 
my goodness. Champions out there. Maybe wonder if that's why he's not playing that good anymore. 12 times a day. My goodness, that's... I mean, your cardio should be up then, right? Like, you're giving your heart a, a workout every time. You should be like... Pfft, running up and down the pitch should be puppy chow to you. Come on, Icardi. Get with it. But I mean, 12 times a day, I'll take it. I think there are a lot of guys out there, especially with her. Yeah, yeah, Wanda, what's up? I actually, 12 times is awful. I can't do it. I'm not going to try to put that put up that charade. That's too much. That is too much of a good thing, I think. Like, if you ever said too much of a good thing, that's it right there. Too much sex. I didn't think it was possible. But 12 times a day, like, wow, that's a lot. Like, she's got to do a lot of the work half the time because I would be tired. Like, I'm someone who likes to put in a little work when we're doing the action. But, like, my goodness, 12 times. Like, you really don't have to do anything else after that, I feel. That's probably the workouts you all need. Do a little training and you come back and just pound it out. All right, well, Mario Cardi, welcome to Pound Town. All right, going to wrap it up. That is your episode for Foot and Mouth. Again, I wish I could give you the matchups coming up for the Champions League, but I got to respect my boy, Jero. He's on vacation, you know? I can't make a guy work on vacation, and I probably should get with the program how to edit things, but, you know, that involves learning, and I'm past that stage of my life, I feel. Either way, much love, y'all. Until next time. Foot and mouth. We're out. Game over, man. It's game over.